the Monfail News, stories that connect. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Monfail News. This is a new podcast featuring your colleagues here on campus and how their stories can inspire, educate, and even entertain us. I'm your host, Joe DeProspero, and if you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can reach out to me via email at jdeprospero at kpmg.com or by phone at 201-505-3485. So with any show, you want your first guest to be a slam dunk. David Letterman's was Bill Murray, James Corden's were Tom Hanks and Mila Kunis, and today we welcome a guest with an equal amount of star power, because today we welcome KBS director and event MC extraordinaire, Michael Orth. I recently sat with Michael to discuss his time doing theater, the importance of collaboration, and how he was inspired by something he overheard on a hike in a national park. Michael, thank you so much for joining us on the debut edition of the Monfilm Muse. Very excited to have you. I'm honored to be here for show number one. Yes. Thank you for inviting me, it Mr. DeProspero. It is an honor. So can you start off by telling our listeners um, a little bit about yourself and what you do for the firm for the handful of people who don't already know? Okay. I work for KPMG Business School, our learning and development arm. My job really is to help people make connections to learning. And some of that is about the way we promote learning. I manage web pages. My team and I send out emails that let people know where their learning opportunities are. But where we really have our fun, I think, is where we have a chance to introduce a video or a multimedia piece that helps people to get connected to a topic, to open up a discussion, to uh, make a course, I don't know, bring the relevance of a course home. So that's kind of what I do. Evidenced by you being our first guest on the podcast, you have an especially strong personal brand, as they say, on campus. Mention your name to most people, you're greeted with a smile, uh, probably an anecdote about how you've affected their career, or at least their event. Or ruined it. <laughs> Usually not, but you, you never know. You never, you never know. Get. There's a mix. When you live on the edge. <laughs> how deliberate was the building of that brand? And what would you say to someone who's struggling to establish one for themselves? I think there's a couple of ways to look at that. One is just that it's about being authentic and making sure that you're not letting your passions or your skills just sort of lie fallow sitting in a drawer somewhere, that you're going ahead to, uh, to be brave enough to kind of tell people who you are, what you're interested in doing, step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, so you get plugged into the places that you really want to make a difference. But I, I do think it's probably a little bit more than that. It's a little bit more about thinking how you want people to think of you. I remember when I was hiking once in a national park somewhere with my wife. We're coming up a trail, and there's another couple who's coming down. They're having a conversation, and we can hear them talking, and we can't see them yet because they haven't come into view. And I can hear the woman saying, so, you know, she's one of those people who – and then they see us and they stop. So that's what we got. She's one of those people who, and it stuck with me. I thought, what's the end of that sentence? And I turned to my wife like, a few minutes later and I said, how would you want somebody to finish that sentence about you? And my wife said, you first. So we talked about it a little bit. And I do think that's a good question to ask yourself. How do you want people to finish that sentence about you? You know, he's that person who, she's that person who, 
and think, what do you want to be associated with? And kind of live your life that way. Yeah, the impersonation you just made, it did not sound positive, what she was about to say about this person. <laughs> I'll tell you Probably that much. So. Well, you know, that's part of it, though, right? right? You can be, are you okay with being, you know, she's that person who can really get the job done, but man, nobody wants to work with her, right? Is that what you want your personal brand to be? Or is it, you know, she's that person who is really fun to work with, but, you know, you never see the end of a project, you probably want something a little bit different. And you have to be careful about what you let get associated with your personal brand. So that begs the question, uh-huh. <laughs> what would you want the end of that sentence to be for you? Ah. Uh, well, I would say uh, I get calls sometimes from people who are saying, I have a really crazy idea, and I think you might be able to help me bring that to life. I am totally okay with that being my personal brand, if that's what it is. If, if, if he's the guy who you go to with your crazy ideas because he might be able to make them work, I'm totally fine with that. I like that. Like a corporate fix-it guy. He's the guy who brings crazy ideas to life. Oh, there you go. Like my it. t-shirt. That works. <laughs> so you have a particularly interesting history. How do you think your life in the theater has prepared you for life on both the proverbial and literal stage here at KPMG? Hmm. Well, first of all, I would say my life in the theater wasn't <laughs> life in the theater like you think of life in the theater. I'm a veteran of theater in strange places. I had uh, my first theater job was uh, literally performing in the mud at a Renaissance festival. I did a lot of uh, stages, some of them really big, some of them in cafeterias, a lot of stuff for kids and families. But yeah, I did spend a lot of time in my early career uh, doing theater and specifically arts and education. And uh, if you tell my story one way, it sounds like a complete non sequitur. I, was, I used to be in elementary schools and now I'm at KPMG. But if you tell my story a different way, it's pretty continuous. The idea that uh, as long as I've been around, I've tried to take theater techniques, particularly, um, you know, arts techniques, particularly the theater, uh, and use those to bring learning to life. That's kind of what I did before. It's kind of what I do now. Um, so it, there's a lot that, that comes forward. And I think it's, um, you know, the, the idea of improvising is a relevant skill in the theater and it's a relevant skill every day here in the office where, where you're, you're basically thrown into a room with a group of people. You have to invent something with them. You have to build on their ideas. You have to play the bounce. You know, you have to sort of take the new thing that comes in. You're in a scenario. You don't really know who you're working with, but somehow the two of you are going to build a scene together or the five of you are going to build a scene together. That's basically the description of a corporate meeting, I think. And uh, right. so I, I think there's a ton that comes forward about that kind of collaboration. We sort of touched on this already, but when are you happiest in your job? Hmm. I think I'm happiest when there's um, a, a new idea. You know, there, there's where we're all sitting around, kicking around an idea that might go somewhere or it might not, those early stages of something. Uh, I love polishing too. I love getting to the end of, uh, of, of creating a video or um, launching a web page or a web-based training or you know something that I've had a hand in and seeing what it looks like in the end. But I don't think I'm ever happier than right at the beginning of a project when everything could be in possibility and you're, and you're looking at 
what you might be able to build. Who in Montvale is your go-to person for advice? I honestly would say it depends on the topic. And I guess the first name that came to mind was Margaret Teigen, because she's kind of a knower of all things. And if I can grab a few minutes with her, she can usually help me spell it out and, and, uh, and figure out where things sit. Um, Alexa Malone sits down the way from me. I'll, I'll pop by her and, and get some context. People who've had experience in bunches of different departments who have a little insight into how this place works. People have been for around for a while. But I think the more important point probably is that uh, y- y- you have to have lots of go-tos. There's nobody who's going to have it all. And some of your go-tos are probably going to disagree. You know, I've got to be able to, to call up Karen Scorpanos about one thing or uh, Rob Jacobo about something else. And everybody's going to have a different way of looking at it. And uh, so you have to have that sort of, sort of cloud of go-to people. I like that you mentioned a lot of different people around the firm. So we can now add them to the, to the hashtags for this post. And now we can make sure that they listen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a happy accident right there. Shameless self-promotion, Jonah Prospero. <laughs> Michael, I think it's time we sped things up a bit, uh, for it is now time for the lightning round portion of the podcast. Rapid fire, seven questions. Wait, Fun. wait, wait. You didn't tell me there was a lightning round. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't tell you that? No. I thought I put it in your agenda. Ah, I didn't read my agenda. Well, Just see, like that's me. That's why you always have to read an agenda I guess so. any yeah. meeting. So lesson to be learned there, even for you. Seven questions, five seconds to answer each one. Are you ready? I guess so. Let's go. Name a job you've never tried but would like to. Um, professional skydiver. <laughs> Best song to get you pumped up. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I'm not throwing away my shot from Hamilton. Okay. Favorite vacation spot? Peru. Just went. Nice. Is the office too hot, too cold, or just right? Just right. And people should stop complaining. Ken Bartelli loves you. Historic figure from the past who would be a great Twitter follow. Um, Alexander Hamilton, because we're on that theme. Best sport to watch in person? Um, that's a good one. Uh, kids soccer, when they're really bad. <laughs> and finally, Monfield colleague who's funnier than most people think. Joe DiProspero. So that implies that people don't think I'm funny. <laughs> okay. You take that as you will. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, Michael, you, you excelled, and hopefully everybody else who, fu- who, who does this segment in the future of the podcast is able to perform just as well as you have. I'm sweating now, profusely. <laughs> uh, I really want to thank you for your time, Michael. I think uh, we got things off on the right foot here in our debut edition of the Montfail Muse. Uh, we had ourselves an adventure. We went hiking. We went to the theater. Mm-hmm. We went to classrooms, I think. Uh, I'm sure you've given our listeners something to think about as we all do our best to bring our best selves to work every day at our most authentic selves. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Joe. This has been a treat. You've been listening to the Montvale Muse. A huge thank you to OMP David Turner for supporting this initiative, as well as Katie Anello, Kosh Patel, and Aaron Von Tobel for their unending enthusiasm from day one. And thank you for listening. <laughs>